Welcome to Shift the Culture. This is your girl Supernova Jazz, and thank you for tuning in again to episode two of Am I Latino Enough? I got my girl here, Vincetta. She is the co-founder and creative of Hara Creative. We have Agelpi here. She's a native Miami singer. And of course, my lovely co-host, Alora Shiree, co-founder of the Follicle. Well, the founder of the Follicle. So thank you ladies so much for joining me, all beautiful Latin women. So Gelpi, talk to me. You're from Miami. Yes, I'm from Miami. I am a second generation American of Cuban descendants. Okay. Um, you know, just enjoying what Miami has to offer as far as the sound. Um, I've lived here all my life. My family's lived here all, my, all their lives and um, pretty much just trying to keep the Miami roots as things change. Yeah. The dynamic in Miami, and um, I'm very much into Cuban diaspora re research. So okay. trying to find more about my people in, you know, their di the diaspora of Cubans in different parts of America. So like traveling. So your ancestry.com without paying for a membership. Ancestry.com. <laughs> like you're doing it. Like you're doing yourself. So dope, but not really. It's more like um, the concepts of like how, let's say, like. Um, we have the Miami Cuban community, and then there's also the New Jersey and New York Cuban community. Okay. And then there's also the Chicago com uh, Cuban community. Okay. And, you know, San Francisco has a very small, but it's there. Oh, wow. Cuban community. So, like, finding those uh, little spots of us Cubans in different places and how the culture has changed or shifted, if you will. Shift the culture, <laughs> You yeah. know, so, yeah, that's something that I'm about, but I'm also about uh, music. Um, and like history of Cuban music and how it's also developed in different places where it's had to travel with the people as they migrated. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's what I do. Among other things, I like to be a creative director and yeah, work on you're projects. Being, but sure. I am a vocalist and I use my um, knowledge to like make my music more uh, substantial. Yeah. So, and Vincetta? Yeah. Tell me about Hara. Yes, yeah, so Hara, we're basically a media and a visual content company, and we focus a lot on marginalized group and bringing them to the forefront of the media, whether that be in videos, whether that be in photos, whether that be in magazines. We just definitely want to shift the focus to those marginalized communities because we deserve to be seen, we deserve to be heard, so that's kind of our focus. Yeah. You're shifting a culture and the focus. Nice. Um, so yeah, so we're all ladies here, and what I mean, I guess when I created this title, Am I Latina Enough, um, I think we all can kind of contribute about the stereotype of our parents, maybe. Like for me, for instance, was like, Mom, like, I really think that, like, I remember the first time I said, I really think that, like, black boy is cute, and like, she kind of like left it there, like, yeah, think that he's cute, but you're, you know, you're like, you can't, like, really, like, intertwine. And I'm like, huh? And that's when it made clear to me that it was just that's all their generation knows. And I was thinking of telenovelas and, like, how there is colorism in telenovelas. So, well, Gopin, I definitely you, have. Or maybe a, your parents, anything similar? I have a little bit of a different experience. Um, my grandparents were more on that wavelength. My great-grandmother was actually kind of okay. scared of uh, black men because of her experiences in Cuba. And um, the whole the whole vibe of just dating someone of a different uh, color and culture, for my parents, wasn't a big deal. My dad's actually a very non-opinionated Latin man. He nice. does not, Great. he's, he's very advanced. respectful with who I date. But as far as, uh, as far as my mom, she always just made sure, like, if the person's gonna make you happy, cool, but please don't bring him home with that tatuajes <laughs> or gauges in his ears. But my grandparents, like, my grandfather did not shake my Puerto Rican black ex-boyfriend's hand, like, when he met him as my boyfriend. Like, he just yeah, bypassed crazy. even saying hello to him. And he was Puerto Rican. And he was Puerto Rican. And Bermudian, he was just darker. And he just, he was black. Yeah, yeah. he was black and color. And he speaks Spanish. And... He did not, but it's still okay. the fact that, like, it was just, like, zero, like, not even for me, not even for me. He wasn't about it. Yeah. And I've had friends, too, in the past that he just wouldn't even look at them. He wouldn't be rude, but he just wouldn't even look at them, which is kind of rude. Yeah. So, for that... That's, you know, the experience I had, but my parents have always been pretty supportive. Do you think that's because your parents also were born here as well? Oh, for sure. I feel like, yeah, there definitely has to be some sort of, I mean, they grew up in an era where, like, you know, the 1960s, my parents were born in 1967, so uh, the civil rights movement was just in the thick of that, and, like, 
coming toward you know more peace by the time they were born so they didn't experience too much craziness when they were in the 1970s going in elementary and then middle school but as far as um, their experiences they always loved everyone like they treated everyone with respect and like I feel like the the civil rights movement in America definitely helped with that because by the time they were in you know they were they knew when Martin Luther King got shot you know what I'm saying they knew those they days saw. they got yeah. to see those experiences via television it was recent history by the time that they were born you know so I feel that they and your parents felt were here that shift. my parents were born in America okay so they were able yeah to, they saw. it was 1967 when they were born so when they were a little bit older they learned about all of these things and they were brought up in Miami where uh, well, my dad was brought up in New York and my mom was brought up in Miami so very coastal areas very much full of metropolitan vibe trans mixed culture yes yeah. What about your parents, Vincetta? Because you are Afro-Latina, yeah. so what's the dynamic with you in dating yeah. someone of color, or is there no dynamic? Yeah. My mom is Puerto Rican, my dad's black. They don't really care like who I date or like, yeah, right, what they look obviously. like. They're pretty open. Um, but I know when my mom had me, her family like basically disowned her because wow. I was like dark-skinned and black. Um, so there has definitely like colorism in the Hispanic community definitely like does not talk about it. I feel like it's being talked about now because we're forced in those conversations. We're shifting a culture. Yeah. We're bringing it to mm -hmm. like no, light. Yeah. It needs to happen. So that was just I guess a traumatic experience more for my mom because I was a baby. I really, you know, I really didn't experience that but just her family totally like having wanted nothing to do with her just for having me. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's something that I thought about as I got older and I think about recently like the whole Afro-Latina conversation and us bringing that to light like Sometimes people that are darker skins are not welcomed in the Latin community. Yeah, and that's something that's that we were talking about. So that was a rough experience, I guess, for my mother and just me hearing that from her as I got older was a rough experience for me. And for like, you being that. like kind of the, the reason, reason yeah. you're like, but hi guys, like, <laughs> what's up? Like, I'm just chilling. Yeah, that's crazy. And it's so yeah. funny because when I was doing research, it was whenever there was a morena dark yeah. or moreno in a telenovela, it was always like they were the maid, they were mm. the peasant, they were just like, <laughs> they were of a lower social class. Mm. So, okay. So I was talking about it yesterday. I was brought up on Cuba Skin and um, like no, 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 like, you know, no disrespect to anybody on the key and no, no, don't disrespect to people who have already been brought up in a certain dynamic all their existence. Okay. But I did have uh, these close friends of my family that they had a maid and the maid grew up with the mom of this family all okay. her life. So like when she was eight years old in Ecuador, like this lady was like her, she was a little girl too, eight years old, eight, eight, mm -hmm. but she was taking care of this lady because her parents, were the you know, maids. were the were the ones that like paid this little girl in Ecuador to take care of their daughter, kind of like a oh, chambermaid, okay. where it would be a princess with a very with a with a chambermaid that's the same age as them, so mm -hmm. that they could dress them and things like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, I like that style. Mm -hmm. And then she loved her so much, and they became such good friends that she hired her to just come with her to America and everything to be the per caretaker of her children, and continue on in life with her. And the lady went with her, like. And the, the difference was is that it's the concept of colorism because this woman who hired her to come with her to America, had her all her life as her like best friend slash caretaker, was lighter skinned, more finer featured, you know, more European. Spaniard looking. Yeah, exactly. European features. And then the, the woman uh, that was the caretaker, she was more dark. Morena. She was indigenous looking. Yeah. Very uh, simple woman, you know? So it's very interesting how you can see the colorism though even yeah. though I wasn't brought up in Ecuador, but they brought their, their, their culture here. So that concept of colorism of like, you're the, the, they never treated her bad, but it's just like, you're the Indian person and we're the, the colonial kind of, mm. and like that concept. Yeah. And I just feel like I have seen that too with even my own like genetics, because when I have gone into my you know, DNA and I've researched, I found out things about my family that they never told me. So it's like, and it has to do with colorism. I'm telling you, your ancestry.com. So, at the end of the day, I look up my ancestry, and it turns out I have Nigerian in my blood. I have uh, oh, Mali yeah. in my blood. I have Moroccan. All For my sure. life, people have been looking at my face and be like, where are you from? And I'm like, I'm Cuban. That's all I know. You but easily look Middle Asian. Eastern. Yeah. Right. I get that a lot, too. But I have, I'm a multi-ethnic Latina. Like, yeah. me, I have almost everything except Asian. 
Yeah. And you said that your parents didn't speak Spanish. We didn't speak Spanish at home, and my parents speak very good Spanish, but they only spoke really with their grandparents Spanish. Okay. Well, I wanted to piggyback on um, your story about um, the Ecuadorian lady because my grandpa, my great-grandfather, is actually from, found out, from Puerto Rico, but he was an orphan. So my assumption is the fact that his parents dropped him off to America to get a better life. He doesn't know his parents, so we really never figured out where he came from. But after my mom doing her DNA test, found out he actually was a Moreno Puerto Rican man. So he actually was kind of brought into the same situation where he had... Because you're a quarter Puerto Rican yeah, then, right? Yeah, so that, well, that would make me... Um, you're not for Latina. An eighth, yeah an eighth of a Puerto Rican, but um, basically what happened was that he actually had went into this very rich family, a white family, and they kind of took him in as their own. He helped them clean everything, he helped the kids, got the kids dressed and everything, but that was his life throughout, and um, ended up marrying an Irish woman, is how, which is how he made my grandfather. So he was like half Puerto Rican, half Irish, and now my grandfather. We always wondered where he, why he looked the way he looked. He he looks Middle Eastern as well. Oh very, wow! Very East African, like um, yes. Ethiopian, Eritrean, yeah. So like we were like, why do you look like this? So you don't beautiful. look like an African, like traditional Nigerian West African man, right. like what they standard put on black people uh -huh. um, and we were just like why do you look like this so when we did the DNA test and found out that he's actually half Puerto Rican half Italian like whoa like mind-boggling type mm -hmm. thing even though like we kind of my mother grew up in a Latin community in in um, California so she she already spoke Spanish oh, even though she's black so she yeah. got treated like she's a black girl but she was like Always with Mexican people. Always embraced yeah, by the always, culture. Always, exactly. And so it just kind of shows you how everything kind of full circle. Yeah. But it really reminded me of your story. Very, um, very cool how um, cultures, even though bad things will happen, it'll bring you here. Because now I, I imagine that that lady who um, lived with the Ecuadorian people, um, she probably has a family here now in America. You know, funny enough, uh, from the last time I found out, and I mean, like, honestly, this is like 15 years ago. This is when I was growing up in elementary, you know, because I had gone from the city of Miami, where, like, all of our parents are working class people, to that. I just found out that her, her daughter actually had lived in Ecuador for that time. But, like, for me, it was such a big wow, standout that's crazy. theme. That so Indian she lived was, here and her daughter lived in Ecuador. Lived she there, left yeah. her daughter. Oh, yeah. my god. So she... I don't know if it was just a bond that she had with this woman and she just knew that she was going to be making more money for her daughter. My next special guest for Shift of Culture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. But I'm sure, I mean, like, there has to be some sort of progress in that story. Exactly. And those people are all very loving people and, like... They are. I don't know. Like, they had a love. Like, it wasn't a weird, like, servant and princess thing. Yeah. As it sounded, but it doesn't, it's not, it wasn't. It was actually a lot of love. Yeah. But I mean, there's other circumstances. Most circumstances are not like that. You yeah, know? you know, like there's other stories. And yeah. you know, even though it's, colorism is not always um, bad, it's not always like, you're the bad guy, you're the good guy. It's just, that's what society has brought that's upon us. That's what it's us. been traded through. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. what we've all been given. So like, it's up to us to first know about it, understand it, and then figure out what we're going to do right, about to this it. Man's you exactly. know, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, the first thing is just thinking and understanding like that. Yeah. It does exist. Yeah. 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 But it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. It just means that Absolutely. we have room to grow. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, personally, I don't experience colorism, but I experience a languageism. Do you think that's because you live in Miami? <laughs> um, yeah, so this is what I mean by that. I obviously look Spanish. I'm like your typical Latina looking. So obviously someone comes up to me and they just are like, Hola, you know, like, and I'm just like, Please, Does it happen to you guys too? Like, <laughs> I don't speak. <laughs> like, so you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't. And then they awesome. give me the face, like, utter, like, who raised okay. you? Yeah. Like, <laughs> who raised you? Like, I thought, and then I'll get, like, aren't you Latina? And I'm like, yes, I am still Latina. Why? Because I don't speak Spanish. So that's why I wanted to ask you. Like, your parents didn't really speak Spanish. So do you speak Spanish? Okay, so <laughs> and do you? And I'm gonna ask you too, yeah, inside yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. I can, I can do like an intermediate conversation, but like 
some words I'm just like, what? Okay, hold on. <laughs> you <laughs> need a <laughs> It's like when we're with our friends, we're obviously gonna be like, dig -a, dig -a, dig -a. Yeah. so they look at me, they're like, friend. Yeah. You know, like, and I'm like, oh, you're like, I'm still your friend. Still your friend. But I need you to like teach me. You know. So go ahead. I don't know. I feel like um, okay. So my experience is unique. Um, since my parents were born and raised in America, um, by the time like. You know, Miami's been very Cuban for a very long time. I mean, the first wave of Cubans came in 1959. But then there was, like, a kind of lull. And then there was, you know, the Pedro Pan, which was a lot of children that, that came in that exodus. And then Mariel, which happened in the 80s. So there's a time span, you know, of 20 years. So my mom was brought up here, and it was very Americanized. She was actually brought up in Broward for a little while. And so Shots out to Broward. Speaks. Yeah, right? <laughs> I don't ever go up there, but hey, what's up, y'all? <laughs> I'm from, from, from yeah, Broward. Broward. So oh, I can't talk to you. I can't talk to you. 954305. We're South Florida. That's yeah. South Florida. But um, yeah, man, like my mom lived up there. It's mad American. So she came down to Miami, and then she like saw these girls that like were like mad guanasa. And then it ended up being a thing where she, you know, had more of her cubanasa, but her, she was raised by her grandmother. So, wow, Camagüey, okay. Camagüey, okay? you know, we're talking <laughs> back in the campo, you know? Yeah. And um, as far as uh, my daddy was brought up in New York, his family, super Americanized. Like, my grandpa died a Yankee. Yeah. All right, Whoa. we're talking, yeah, like, my grandpa Cuban was like, Yankee. I'm a Yankee, yeah. So, with that being said, like, they didn't speak English at their houses at home. They didn't speak, I mean, they didn't speak Spanish at home. They didn't speak Spanish at, like when they raised us. So I actually understood Spanish all my life, but I never spoke it correctly until and Why do you 22. think they didn't speak Spanish? They didn't speak Spanish because it was just not the language. It was just not the language at home. Like, we were American. That's been a very big thing. Like, yeah. if anybody is that watching is so that, is Amer that is Cuban, you're going to know that this is a thing about the American dream. Uh, I have not experienced this too much in Mexico. I mean, in Mexico, sorry, San Francisco, where uh, the Mexicans are like, oh, the American dream, the American dream. Yeah. It's us Cubans. Yeah. Us Caribbeans that are like, the American dream, let's go over yeah. there and find that, you know, pie in the sky. So we're just going to drop about. our language exactly. and we're going to adapt. And we're going to adapt completely, yeah. assimilate completely, because this is survival. Because yeah. we know that if we're going to progress, we need to be part of this country. Because you know? if you were caught right on the head. Because, yes. right? Didn't you say so something? So true. Because, like, I, I don't come from here, so I notice a lot of things that most people think are just normal. Mm -hmm. So when I came here and, like, to I'm so see, glad you're from Cali. Like, yeah, no, like my mom, mom is. Mom, yeah, mom, but I honestly have, like, I've always, like, you know, since your mom's from there, you have that just, people are always like, you're from North Carolina? I could have never guessed you're from North Carolina. I mean, it's just because my dad's from North Carolina. That's the only reason I'm from there. But, like, I, I'm a Cali girl. Like, I'm a West Coast girl. For like, sure. definitely. I, I had those vibes all over. Yeah, but, um, yeah, you hit it right on the head because a lot of people here, they really don't even see the fact of, like, racism or anything like that like you said like if you go to another hole if you go to up to north florida let's go to jacksonville yeah north florida let's go yeah. to jacksonville south florida yeah. is another let's state. go to let's yeah, yeah. south florida is completely world. different they do not and most people who live here have never moved they came from cuba and they moved and they settled and they're like i'm in america Woo! I love yeah. it. <laughs> it's true. made it yes oh, and they buy property Done. and they buy things. Yeah, and so for for us it like other like so in a mexican like household in let's say california they'll be more prideful yeah because they have to hold on to their culture they love mexico they, so and it's not only like, that it's yeah. because they get pulled it gets like they're totally whitewashed area like it's a whitewashed area california is a whitewashed area like they get their culture pulled away from them all the time that's why they have to hold it be like always yeah. like we're la raza we're the we're the ones we're the ones so yeah. and out here we don't need to do that we are the one we are the ones the that ones. we are the only ones yeah, yeah. Like we got this so my spanish my spanish journey wasn't one of like oh i need to learn spanish it was more like oh maybe for career opportunities in the future but i mean it really wasn't a big deal. So I learned when I had to now make a career opportunity for myself when I was singing. Because I was singing music that was cumbia, salsa, you know, eh, eh, but, eh, not so bachata, you I'm sorry. Like all these, different, yeah. all these different, you know, and, and then I had to come back. I came back to Miami to get more of that Miami vibe. And then I get in this Afro-Cuban band, which I'm Cuban. And they're like, listen, you're uh, singing to Mexican. And I'm like, 
what? <laughs> this is crazy. I can't deal with this. So, so what I ended up what ended up happening was is that I got into a band where they were all speaking Spanish. I kind of couldn't even understand them when they would speak English. So they, uh, I told them, listen, speak to me in Spanish because I understand you better like that. Okay. Yeah, it's just the, the wow. their accent was okay. too thick. I couldn't get it. Like in English, I can't. And even then understand. they went, and then they would speak to me in Spanish, and then I would respond in Spanish, and I would tell them just correct me. And then I had a boyfriend that I thought I was gonna marry, so that helped. His mom didn't speak any English, so I was like, okay, well, I love you. We might get married, so let's I mean, try let to learn. Adapt. And yeah. so I started to try to get that. And hey, man, it's been honestly a blessing because I've been able to, you I know, maybe people who wouldn't wanted to <laughs> wouldn't have wanted to like connect with me before will want to connect with me now because of the fact that I'm open to being communicative to other people. You just you know, doubled your that's community. Even a word. You yeah. double your community. You do double your community. And then if I know a little bit of French, like I'm able to speak to more people. And if I know a little bit of Creole, which is my next goal, <laughs> I want to learn Creole. I really do. I really do. It's but Vincenna, you said your mom is Puerto Rican. Okay, but she didn't speak Spanish to no, you. she did. Yeah, she, she did. did. Okay. Yeah, no, she did. But you didn't adapt it because I feel like I was like trying to be stubborn. And like she would talk to me in Spanish, and I would talk back in English. Just I don't know. I just but fight, I guess I don't know. I'm right? young, and I'm just like trying to rebel. And you lived in South Florida. No, I lived grew up in Orlando. Okay. Oh. And my, okay. Oh, then that's a different. Yeah. yeah. Your friends yeah. spoke English, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. what a yeah. hundred miles north. You see, the yeah. culture is like completely yeah. different yeah. in the yeah. same state. Yeah. yeah. That's insane. And do you wish you spoke it now? Definitely, oh. definitely. Because I feel like I probably would have been way more fluent if I constantly had. And business-wise. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question. Do you yeah, do you, do you, so you understand Spanish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be able I'm to just, learn it way yeah, fast. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to tell you that because I never thought I would be able to speak Spanish for real, and I speak it fluently now. And like I could not speak more than like I don't know ordering food and maybe talking about the music that we were working on like that much when I was 22 years old. And so I think if I was able to do it, I don't know, I'd find power you go. Like, you could do <laughs> it. Do it. Anybody together. out there, you can do it. Hola, kind of And you too, Jazz. <laughs> totally. You Hola, welcome to Shift the Culture. Um, but yeah, that's crazy. So I was going to go ahead and ask, like, does white privilege even exist within his Latin America? But we even cover oh, yeah. that. Like, that's yeah. colorism and... What for sure. Yeah, I think we talked about it a little bit, but hand in if hand. we could elaborate a little bit more. Um, I think, oh. I guess I wanted to ask you, because why do you think the Mexican culture hangs on to theirs more? Do you think it's because, like, the immigration laws that are always kind of pinpointed on Mexicans? Um, well. You know, like, every time I hear immigration law, someone who's from America, I automatically think what they got against the Mexicans, you, you know? Well, I, um, okay, so we're in an interesting place to have all these different discussions because we kind of like live in the la-la land of the Latin American world that lives in America, in mm -hmm. the United States. And, um, but when I was able to go out there, I definitely saw the difference in the fact that like, there is an animosity in California as a whole, even between like the black and brown communities too. Really? Yeah. So, like, it has to be a thing where they've, it's gotten better over the years, but, like, even with, like, you know, the lower culture, the lower subcultures, and when I refer to that, I'm talking about, like, the gangbanging and stuff like that, there's mm -hmm. created a lot of animosity between different, let's say, barrios and hoods, if you will. And then but not by also color, but kind of more like because of color, yeah, because of okay. color, because of the color that they're banging, the hood is basically because of like of the, co the of color, the color, right? Right. Yeah. Well, like they're like separated I would be for, by right. They're just separated by hoods. They're yeah. separated by streets. Even within, let's say, even an African community, an African American community, like their black community, it would be uh you know by streets sometimes. Like there's there's yeah. one within black black on black violence, brown on brown violence. So like within the communities, there's a lot of violence but and there's a lot of like colorism and there's a lot of hatred but it doesn't help when you know like the cops are all white yeah you know what when I'm saying when they know nothing about when the they don't understand the community they're not really trying to walk Big through the community make friends with the community so let's just say on the lower end which affects the bigger you know the macrocosm of the whole picture is like uh like you know the, these these types of dynamics don't end up progressing past you know those points too so let's say in in a little bit more of a middle class situation where it's like a coffee shop and that's the deal like you can still kind of have that dynamic as well where there's like a 
crappy manager that's like the white guy or it's a white owned business and then it's in like a barrio and then you yeah. have everybody working in there and maybe they're not necessarily being considered you know what I'm saying which was the, which is the gentrification which I've seen that let's say in like the mission you know what I'm saying yeah but when it comes down to it like I feel like things are getting better when it comes to that but white privilege has a big thing to do with it I have a friend that works on in construction sites and the other day some Irish guy who's from Ireland was telling him who's American Mexican that he couldn't be speaking Spanish in the construction site when he's there and he's like, like why? what are you talking about like there's no yeah. even he didn't even address it he kept speaking speaking Spanish bro but he was like yeah you're gonna sure, tell me yeah. when you're the one that's Irish coming yeah. here it's because of white privilege bro like straight up the only reason why homie you ever even thought he had the like could even have the sand to say something like that is because he's well, a little lighter he was you know tall. what i'm saying yeah and it's like unfortunate to say that but it, that guy's coming from ireland he's not an american irish person no. of descent he's like from ireland yeah so i think the only way he's gonna have the the if you i'm sorry to say it the balls to fucking come up and say that yeah is because he's in his whiter, mind. like yeah. legit, and it's not like I think the guy's because a racist. Because somebody told him he It's could. just unfortunately he he's okay. seen someone else do it that yeah, may have been exactly. of the same color, maybe not the same nationality, but the same color. So I feel like things like that are a little bit like they're microaggressions that are just not necessary. You know, I think that the Mexicans hold on to their pride because of things like that. Yeah. Just another white person being in front, you know, American white person being in front of an Irish white person saying something like that can affect. A person who's from the country is not even... And, and by the way, I just want to let you know, ever since I was in sixth grade, I looked it up in my history book that they gave us from that's been approved by the American government that Spanish is the second language of this country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a national language of this country. Yeah. So any person, lawyer, whoever, like... My Latinos out there, you know, stay strong in your Spanish. Or the Latinos that don't speak Spanish, stay trying hard and stay hard and trying to speak Spanish. Right, and don't let anyone. And even if you're speaking Chinese, you should be able to speak that in this country because this country is about freedom of speech. What we're doing right here—it's a melting pot. No matter how repugnant it could be, like unfortunately, that's just what. But that's what our our country is based on. So I think that it's very important to remember those things. You know, I. I don't know. Those, that, that disturbed me. Like that disturbed. I heard that story just the other day. I was like, "What?" And I could definitely say that I think Mexicans also hold onto their culture because they, they, America is like Mexicans are Native Americans. Like they are literally Dude. they're Native Americans. <laughs> yeah. English is not the American language. It no, was not. Yeah, it's an it English not. language. No, exactly. why it's called English? It's exactly. English. It's yeah. English. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so, like, what are you talking about? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> None of these languages are this native land, so, like, truthfully, like, if any of us have any anything to say, we should be thanking the Mexican people for allowing us to be here. Like, we should be thanking the Native American people for allowing us to be here. We should be thanking the Native um, black people for being here because there were black people who moved here before the colonizers that came. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. like, those people made all of this beautifulness for all of us, mm -hmm. and it's like... I had, um, there's this cool little thing, really quick, um, that was saying something of, similar to about um, race. It was, if all of us are at a table, and we're all eating, and we all get a piece of the food, right? Except for, like, let's say, um, let's say Jazz didn't get any food, and we're all eating, and she's just like, oh, I think we should all get a piece of the food. And we're like, yeah, I totally agree. We should all get a piece of the food. But she's like, but I haven't gotten a piece. Mm-hmm. And but we're like, but we all should get a piece, Jazz. You shouldn't be the only one to get a piece. But she's like, but I haven't gotten my piece yet. Mm -hmm. So it's basically like that all lives matter thing where yeah. it's making it seem like, you oh, care. like, yeah, like, oh, um, we should all get a piece. But we all are getting a piece except for the person who's talking. Right. Me. <laughs> I haven't gotten a piece yet. Like, so mm -hmm. we're completely forgetting about the fact that we had like, all of us haven't been fed. Yeah, and the people who are talking about it have been fed, and I yeah. think also now <laughs> they have a problem too. with it have already been yeah. fed. That's why mm -hmm. they have a problem with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's also a millennial thing. We throw out hashtags, but we don't yeah. know what the hashtag means. You're right. You know, like the finger. Yeah, it's like the switch of a finger. Like, yeah, like you're click, saying, like all lives matter, chair. but you're like, no, you I didn't get means. a piece. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I, if you didn't get a piece, then how are all lives mattering if we all are saying, yeah, we got a yeah. piece, but her life obviously is not mattering. Absolutely. No, 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 I understand what you're saying. <laughs> like, if you're trying to blanket it. It was a, lot, a much longer quote. 
I don't remember the she quote. Like, oh, that was good. Like, like, yeah, that was good. it's basically what it was saying. It was like, wait, if somebody doesn't get a piece, then how are their lives mattering even though you're saying all lives matter? Absolutely. Yeah. No, no, no. And, and, and that's like, that's the interesting part. Like, what we're doing here is bringing life to things that like people sit behind their keyboards and like Twitter critique. fingers, yeah. call them. You know what I'm saying? And like, even though I'm an advocate of it, I've done it myself, you know, where I spend like, you know, I don't know, um, you know, something happens in the country and then I'm like, you know what, I, I feel really moved by this. I have to make a post about it. And maybe people don't agree with my post, but I feel like if you're going to like only sit behind your keyboard, you're not really making a difference. Like, I don't typically have these conversations like I said before we got on, I had no idea that this was going to happen. But I'm very grateful that <laughs> we were organic. able to be part of it. And that's that's beautiful. It's great that it's an organic experience because you're going to get more organic responses. Yeah. You know, this isn't rehearsed. This isn't Not scripted at all. at all. So the thing is, is that platforms like this are very important, even though I've never done this before and I shared a lot of views I never really share. That's good. But... Um, but I feel that a lot of people think that just because they're sitting on their phone and they're like making a political post, like, dude, like, <laughs> do me a favor and make a difference. Yes, yeah, exactly. Do me a favor and go outside. And I'm not saying it like I'm better than you. I'm just saying yeah. that in the end of the day, if you're gonna go and like do something that is like you really feeling conscious about the world, then go get up off your ass, get outside, and go start making differences. Yeah. And now I'm not talking about only outside, like at home, like recycling and you know, little things yeah. that you can do. But uh, things like this. Yeah. Or things like, like this where we're having a good conversation because this is very important. Yeah, like yeah. walk your talk, be about it, like actually make a difference in cornerstones of your community. Like Esquina de Abuela, you're yeah. holding this here. And this is a place where people can actually come and really connect. And that's the yeah. only reason why I'm here. Yeah. And when you're able to connect with your community, then you have completely made a positive form of those negative comments come to life right yeah. so you can be angry but then you can go and make a positive you know that negativity can be catalyst for something beautiful and positive for you to do in your world and maybe if i'm giving power to being an empowered female sharing my view then yeah. maybe that'll empower another one of you wonderful females well, it all out has there, to go you know? back to yes, social media too because like there was one time i was scrolling through social media and obviously it's like a buzzfeed video and they all have certain topics so one of them was like Afro-Latinas and a bunch of like different Afro-Latinas, like actors and just people were just like going through it and was just like, and, and it kind of like made sense to me and somebody was like, we're only talking about this because it's a trend now. So like instead of like, do you think like the whole like awareness to Afro-Latina, like is that a trend or do, or do you personally think like this shouldn't even be like a, like I'm, I'm the same, I'm still Latina. You know, I or mean, sh should there be like a kind of like, no, Afro-Latina should be defined? I feel like it definitely deserves to be defined because when you think of Latina, well, not you specifically, but a yeah. large majority of people, they think of, you know, fair-skinned woman with straight hair, like, you know, European features. So I think it's very important to bring that to the forefront and be like, Latinas look differently and this is what we look like. Um, as far as the term Afro-Latina, growing up, I didn't really know that was a thing, honestly. Yeah. Um, so it's very new for me to even understand what that means. And You're like, like, wait, oh, I'm a thing. Yeah, yeah, I know. I yeah. am. <laughs> referring to yourself as such. Yeah, yeah. so it's definitely um, a, new, a new thing to embrace. <laughs> but I definitely think it's important because if not, it's just going to be like pushed to the side. Like, yeah. not, they're not going to get the spotlight. Yeah. Um, so I think it's important yeah. for people to bring that up. Personally, yeah. because you are an entrepreneur female in um, male dominant industry have you gotten any like specific um, situations where people are like wait you're Latina yeah like, for sure tell me. <laughs> yeah there's been a lot of times where I would like have to prove to people that I was like Latina and, like period why do you have to prove like and, yeah, yeah. So now I don't now I don't care like now if I tell them and they don't believe me I'm like I don't give you know I don't care yeah. that's on you like I don't have to prove who I am to you but like there's been point like times in the past where I would have to pull up a picture of my mom and be like this is my mom this is what she looks like and yeah. then because people, I don't know, people just have this thing. They're like, oh, you're black, you can't. Your or maybe dark, they'll be like, be oh, oh, no wonder you're a pretty black girl. Yeah, do they, they say that? comments like that, too. And it's like, what I is don't... that even? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I they literally have had... No wonder you're yeah. mad. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I've had people say that specifically. That yeah. it's, not, it's like awkward to have to check them. I'm like, uh, Yo, no. Because like, now you're not trying my black side. Yeah, now you're like, you're putting Yeah. It's yeah. not a good thing it's to not, say. It's not a, I don't understand. Like, oh, you're pretty for a black girl. 
What does that mean? What? <laughs> you pretty so for a smack. You literally, no, honestly, it's like rude because you're saying all my black sisters are not pretty. For whatever reason. For whatever reason. And subconscious of you. Yeah. Why yeah. are I've heard black girls go, well, the people will be like, I'm black, yeah, well, I am a quarter Latina, and it's like, bro, don't do don't that. Don't do that, yeah. Don't and do that. Give them a purpose Because now you're that. downing your yeah. black side, yeah. and that side is just as, as equal. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if someone's going to even be like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm like, you know, I don't know. If you're going to be like, yeah, I'm black, but I'm also Latina and da-da-da-da, yeah, that's great. But don't, like, say it after oh, the fact. I can fact. tell. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. also... <laughs> No, girls. Oh, yeah, not. you're so pretty. You're black, and then I've heard someone say, with. "Well, yeah, I'm Puerto Rican too." Yeah, or and I'm like, Native American. I'm no, Cherokee. Puerto no wonder. Cherokee. Yeah, like, Why? I don't know. You're black say, and beautiful. Yeah, yeah. you and me could look, look like we could be else. sisters. Like you and me look like we could be sisters. Middle Eastern. Yeah. And you look like the curly-haired one, and I have more uh, yeah. wavy hair to straight, right? Yeah. And I just feel like it's very interesting because anytime I ever braided my hair, anytime I've ever had a situation where you know my hair is like in a different look style you know like just the hair different. totally different person yeah. and just mad random people like okay the day i wear this hairdo <laughs> it's gonna be a thing where these people are gonna come toward yes. me today and they're gonna want to talk to me and they're gonna want to interact and they're gonna want to <laughs> ask me where i'm from and then when i have my hair super straight they're like yeah. wait all the middle eastern people come oh out of the woodworks God. and they're like hello how are you and i'm like oh shit. You know, like, i'm, I'm yes, like this is right like you must get that a lot yeah. and actually you get yeah. that because you look like mad exotic which yeah. is another thing the exotic thing which i didn't what does that mean i know First that's thing. what i was gonna say so i had a friend that you know she always made me very aware of a lot of different things growing up because i grew up mad americanized and i grew up you know like it is always better to just marry a cuban you know what i mean they never really cared but they're like hey you know like if you you know you always want to end up with your same people you know yeah. but just for for like comfortability in life you know what i mean same religion is a lot easier same this it's a lot easier same whatever it's a lot easier well in the end of it like i um i had my experience of oh, man, i just forgot what i was gonna say i just had a moment wait what were we just talking about we we're talking, we're about, talking oh, yeah, about oh yeah about looks and different and, yeah. looks so I just like as I grew up and people showed interest from different cultures I was like dude there has to be more to this there has to be more to this and that's why I started getting really obsessed with like the diaspora with the research with the looking up who I am what yep. it means and stuff you know and I'm sure people you, have been asking so you questions to question yourself yeah. and, and then like, I had to ask well, questions to my family and then I had to ask questions to and you know being I mean? American you definitely get that because like me like, I've been here for generations. Right. Even though my people obviously come from other places. So it's yeah. very confusing. And you don't look for like me. you're American black, yeah. like the stereotypical, the stereotypical. thought of what a. So it's a lot of questions when you're young. Like, even I went to a predominantly white school. I'm like one of three other black kids. So mm -hmm. they're like, Is your dad white? Why do you look like that? Why, why? Like, these are kids. Other oh, hence, like, why you know, are you five, so pretty? Six year olds. Yeah, like, why do you look like that? Why is your hair like that? Like, what is it? What is this? What is that? So, I don't know. And so, I asked my parents, they're like, you're black. Well, to a child, that's not a really good answer. Like, yeah. I wish I had more, to be honest. I wish right. I had something to take on. So, I did start researching, like, the difference between race, culture, and, like, ethnicity. So their differences and like so your your culture you could say I'm of Cuban culture mm -hmm. you know even though you're not from Cuba I'm of Cuban culture and you see how your right. parents yeah. define you as a color yeah. and that's how colorism forms that's because exactly right. our parents said you're black when it should have been no you are from this country exactly. this country this country Precisely. because there's black people all over the world and that makes me think oh well I'm black like oh that, there's so many yeah. black people so that's a really yeah. interesting <laughs> point to key on like to like like take to, to some interesting subjects so yesterday I literally looked it up because I do know that there's Afro Mexicanos and that's like Definitely. something that a lot of people don't believe the exists like Yo. the Aztec statues why do they look like that right or <laughs> yeah, or even features. just the concept that there was there was I mean there had to I mean I don't know the history of Mexico very well but there must have been some sort of influx of Africans <laughs> at some point yeah, so in the end of the day trading. there's like these people who live there and they did a consent they did a census like I don't know maybe last year or the year before and it's two million people that consider themselves Afro Mexicano mm -hmm. and they are Afro Mexicano yeah. and they look like you and they look like you and they look like me and uh, they're my um 
my I have a little like a little sister that I have in San Francisco. I just call her my little sister. She is a uh, Blexican. Because Mexican. she's black and she's Mexican, Mexican and she looks she's black she like the look reason good. why I call her my little sister is because she looks like she's more my little sister than her brother's little sister, than her daughter, than her mother's daughter. Like people thought that we went, we went out one time to go get tacos and like the guy at the taco place thought I was their mom, like straight <laughs> up. I was like, number one, she's 15 and I'm, and I'm, I'm like, 28. Not old enough okay. to have a 15 And number two... <laughs> That's crazy because it really does look that way. Yeah. And it's crazy. She has straight, straight hair where you would never expect a black Latina to have. Yeah. Super straight hair. Lasio, her nose is like mine. Like, it's crazy. We could be sisters. Like, yeah. little, my little sister. My see, mini. my mom has a nose more like, not like mine. It's more like, you see, have you seen my mom? It's just funny because if you think about it, in even 20 years... The features are gonna just the be features. so mixed that like yeah. it's like Everyone I'm even thinking sitting here like why are we even talking about features? Because in 20 years we're all gonna be intertwined yeah. and look completely totally. different. Now I'm already intertwined. I'm so like the, when yeah, they yeah, say yeah, marry your people, be with your people, yeah. you are my people. I, I can't I can't like if anything give me a book because I can't look by your color. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta absolutely. know who you are. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, right. and 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 you have to know who you are. So yeah. That's Absolutely. probably why my parents were so not like based off of color, but more of the spirit. Like you yeah. know your people based off of their spirit, where they come from. Like your spirit is so deeply rooted. You don't have to teach a child anything. Like really, they know they're mm-hmm. teaching you. Yeah, yeah. So, they they really are. That's so a good I mean, you know how to you have to teach them about society. Don't yeah. walk across the street because there's cars. Yeah. But not how to be a person. Yeah. Not how to be. Be like yeah. I am, like who I am, like mm-hmm. for yourself. Yeah. So like spirituality. Children are amazing. Yes, yeah. Children are. I had an English teacher too one time. Where it was Black History Month, and she kept going, "If you are white or was black." Was your English teacher white or black? She was I white, but she was pro-black. She was oh, nothing like cool. racism, awesome. but she kept saying like, "Oh, if you're white and black," and I kept going, "But miss, where do I lie?" Well, you are black, and I'm like, "But I'm not black. I'm Latina." So I kept trying to challenge her, like, you can't call, you can't call two colors, like, you can't, you're, if anything, you're saying life is white and black? Like, yeah. no, like, where do, where, where would I have lied? Yeah. And, and she wish... couldn't give me a straight answer other than a color, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. that goes to show you yeah. how we gotta teach other like and educate knowledge, yeah. other people. Yeah, I do wish that we didn't have the white and black, because there's black and white people who look who are from America who look like you. She should have said minority or yeah. ethnic or... I was going to say You know, that. but like yeah. white and black was because not think, a great definition. For me, I think that you're like a mixed, but happen, your culture's Latina. Yeah. So like you're a mixed person, culture Latina, because obviously you have some African root. Obviously you have some European root. Mm. So you have some mix. Like you are a mixed person. Mm. And we all yeah. can agree with that. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. but predominantly you do look both. Yeah, Honestly, you don't have a specific. Yeah, for real. Ooh, That's what I was gonna like, say. Like you and I could be sisters, but you would be the one that they would probably see off the bat with your hair and be like, like "Oh, you're I mixed." Kind of and then when I put my braids on, I'm like, "Oh, you're mixed." Yeah. Ju- I just am. Like, I yeah, didn't have I a choice. Yeah. I didn't have a choice. Like this is me. Like I don't know. Yeah, I am just. I don't know. It got to a point where I was so curious about my my DNA and like my where I'm from because I was in Chicago and this guy was like he was a lot Latino and he was my Uber driver and he was like no you have to be mixed you have to be mixed I'm like dude I'm Cuban like Caribbean people are already mixed but I don't really know the specifics but I'm Cuban like I know what I am I know I'm not like mixed like at the time I wasn't like trying to deny it but I was just like this guy's so hell-bent on the fact that I'm something else than I am and it was bothering me and that's when I was like, you know what, I just have to look this up because this is really getting to a point where like people are now insisting my Uber driver won't leave me alone. Like he's some genetic chemist. And look how like, Genetic engineer and things yeah. like, all right. Yeah. Obviously my driver is telling me something. But maybe he was good for it. you. Maybe. No, yeah, totally, exactly. Totally. It was a frustration that turned yeah, into exactly. something positive. Something good. But it was like, I You're definitely right. like experienced it on a level of like, wow, okay, this is obviously like, God's telling me, like, you need to look this up already and just, like, yeah, get over it. Yeah, and having him be a pest to you by, like, going, this is And the then I also think about girls who, like, legit, like, on an everyday basis have to go through this. Because it's funny, the first time I ever read an article about, like, a mixed, mixed girls get these questions all the time. And I, I had about eight of those ten well, questions ask, always asked wait, me. Wait, ask, ask her, ask. 
one of the questions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, what are you? Yeah. What are you? People have asked me if I'm Guatemalan. I'm like, I don't even know what people from Guatemala look like. Like, Ethiopian. Like, I just get crazy shit. I get Ethiopian, too. Yeah. Especially from other Ethiopian people. Yeah. I'm like, no, well, I don't maybe, know. Maybe, yeah, like, maybe. Honestly, you know, I, don't I don't know. You know, slavery happened, I don't know. Do maybe my, they were exactly. in Africa, I don't know. We yeah. all were just on boats, traveling yeah. places, having sex with people. Like, that's, that's what happened. Yeah, that's what happened, right? <laughs> we just, just formed. Yeah, we're all beautiful. Your experience yeah. in Orlando being, you know, Puerto Rican, like, where your, your mom is Puerto Rican mm-hmm. and your dad is? Black. Okay, yeah. so, like, what is that experience? Like, do you get to eat Puerto Rican food ever there? Like, yeah. is there, like, Puerto Rican food around Orlando? Like, yeah, for sure. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, my mom, she cooks all the time. Like, I got okay. to the point where I would, but, like, like, in society también. Like, I'm saying, like, out yeah, in the yeah, malls yeah. and stuff. There's, and like, so there's a lot restaurants of... and stuff. Like, uh, cool. Orlando has a very big Puerto Rican, like, po- like, oh, pop- okay. like culture and population. Like, so I guess that's why my mom moved there. It does. She wanted to feel in like the home. surrounding area. Yeah, that's true. I didn't yeah, know that. That's, so that's something I didn't know about Orlando, and that's why I was gonna ask you because like I would go to Orlando as a kid, and I'd be like, "Wow, there's no Cuban coffee like for Disney. miles." Yeah. <laughs> like we have to go back home if we want Cuban coffee or croquetas, and I was suffering. For, and like, like the East Side is um, primarily like Hispanic Latin too, nice. so that's where you find majority of those things in Orlando. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't know that. See, yeah. Because you always think of areas. South Florida yeah. as the diversity of yeah. Florida. Mm-hmm. And it's like like you look into your hidden body. is a big place. Yeah, Kissimmee for sure. Yeah. Kissimmee is a big place near Orlando that has like only Puerto Rican people. Like that's basically what they are. So I have one more question for everyone. So as women, as women of ethnicity, if you, from your specific storyline, journey, what would you give advice to someone who is fresh, might come across this video or podcast that is like, I'm Afro-Latina or related to your story? So I'll start with Definitely. you, Chelsea. Um, For me, it would be a thing where, like, if you, you know, like I suffered with a little bit of that frustration in the lift, you know, if you come across people who are just so intrigued into your appearance, what you look like, or where you're from, or even where your accent is from, you know, just be open and don't be upset. Like, always try to, like, embrace people's ignorance so that you can embrace them with knowledge. Like, don't ever do it. Like, do it in a really nice, non-condescending way. Like, if you can... People, share awareness with humility. That, that would be my best advice. Nice. Share awareness with humility because everyone makes mistakes. I had no idea there were black Honduran people for a long time. And one of my best friends is black Honduran. So, you know, just like there's Afro-Cubans, there could be Afro-Hondurans. Like, why didn't I think of that? But it just, you know, ignorance you never know. Like, education. you really never know. So you can't judge people based upon their ignorance. Just help them understand you better and just be open to doing it with peace and love. That's my nice. My advice. That's her. And <laughs> your um, personal advice from your storyline? Yeah, I would say two things. Just growing up and being like mixed and being Puerto Rican and black, I would say like you don't have to choose because like growing up when I was even taking like standardized testing would be like black or Hispanic and I'm like I'm both. Like which one do that I pick? That is very and interesting. You don't yeah. have to like put yourself in a that box and be like, oh, I'm only gonna relate to this culture or this part of me. Like you can choose both. I can be proud and be black, and I can be proud and be like Latin. I can be bold you're so, multifaceted yeah like you don't have to do that and like choose a part of your culture to put yourself in um and then i would say like love yourself like just truly love yourself for who you are like despite like you might not look like other latinas or you might like look like other people in your culture but just like truly like love yourself and take the time to love yourself um and it might be hard in the moment because you don't see reflections of yourself um but I feel like that that's very pivotal, not even in this like Latina or conversation, but just in As life. People. Yeah, to like take the time to know who you are to, first. Yeah, to learn yourself and truly love yourself. Absolutely. And before you go to love someone else, that's... love yourself first. Know who you are first before you adapt to trying to spread love to someone else because you're only gonna love someone else as much as you love yourself. That's exactly right. That's right. Alora, any facts you're re- ready to spit? I don't know. These lovely ladies had such great tips. But your storyline as an ethnic woman. Um, Well, I think my storyline is a little different because, like I said, my parents didn't know. And so, like, I now make it a mission to educate my children when I have my children um, to know where they come from, to know, like, where... Beyond their color. But beyond the color. Like, 
like I really want them to know where their people originated from from the start. So I'm reading back 10, 15,000 years. Like I'm, I'm a very avid reader, so I guess like reading would be something. If you, if you have found out um, something about you, get a book on it, you know, so you can educate yourself a little bit more. I don't think that, um, I think I take everything with a grain of salt, but um, when I started reading more about um, black people everywhere in Australia, because I didn't know Australia was colonized. Most people don't know that. They just think it's down under. No, like, it's like, not. No, bro. Yeah, no. Like, they were as just as evil and um, just as manipulative. Like, that's why you don't know about it, because most of the time you don't talk about things that are bad, you know, yeah. with, uh, with something so American dream, I guess, at like. Being American, um, I kind of have fallen into this, oh, you can only be black. That's what they're going to see you as, that's who you are. So I feel like stop those stereotypes. Stop that. Um, continue to grow whoever you want to be. Um, I feel like once you get your roots deep enough and understand who you are, the world is yours. You know, no, like, absolutely. Like because the biggest trees will fall because they're not deeply rooted. No. So, you know, you got to be deeply rooted within yourself. And then after that, everything's like, honestly, a breeze. Like, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> being happy within yourself is really like my tip, I guess. And I guess for me is um, if you do see someone that is not embracing themselves, maybe it's kind of like we said before, it's like, well, I'm black, but I'm cute because I'm quarter Puerto Rican. Mm -hmm. Tell them like make them aware bring awareness to other people because we are each other's educators yeah. we but just, awareness with love like awareness to, with love obviously yeah. not like yo don't do that <laughs> but like hey did you know like i just want to let you know that your black side is just as beautiful like don't yeah. don't i don't want you to put it out there to a man or a woman and think that to them now they think that's okay it's kind of like when you do something, you pay it forward, yeah. and then because you saw someone pay it forward, they're going to pay it forward, and then they're going to pay it forward. So yeah. kind of be that ripple of awareness with love. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Be so, a ripple. Exactly. Be, be a, ripple. a ripple. And again, thank you so much, ladies. <laughs> this was you. so organic. Yes. This was so yeah. last minute having them this and coordinating awesome. on this. So I think it's actually perfectly imperfect. So perfectly I just want to remind everyone, stay present, stay grateful. Peace out and shift the culture. Peace and love. Bye, guys. Thank you.